not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you this morning for the awesome power of your word. Your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to divide asunder between soul and spirit. Father, it even uh, discerns the, the conditions of our heart. And so as the word of God is ministered this morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will sit upon each seat of each person's heart and speak to each person that no one leave this place spiritually unfed. That everyone, Father, will be full of faith, full of encouragement, knowing that the best for their life is yet to come. Thank you, Father, as I have decreased for the anointing of God increasing in my life to feed every person spiritually. And we give you thanks and praise that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Prophetically, 2010 is going to be a year of favor for the faithful at Word of Truth Family Church. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm prophesying to you that this year will be a year of favor for you and your family if you remain faithful. Amen. We've been teaching on the Ten Commandments of Faithfulness. And in order to reap the promise from any principle from God's Word, there must be faith in what God has said and faithfulness to obey and receive what has been promised. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it again. In order to reap the promise from any principle from God's Word, there must be faith in what God has said and then faithfulness to obey and receive what He has promised. So today we're going to summarize and then complete our study on the Ten Commandments of Faithfulness. And if you're a good class this morning, I have a bonus commandment for you. Praise the Lord. We've defined favor as the granting of what is desired, what is inspired, and what is required by us to be blessed and to be a blessing. In other words, you work for finances, but favor is free. Amen. And the first commandment we said is that being faithful is a blessing and not a burden. If you would turn to, first, turn to Proverbs chapter 28. Why don't we just go ahead and start with our foundational verse that we started this teaching off, off with. Uh, Proverbs 28. And if you're taking notes, you can write down verse 20. Proverbs 28 verse 20. Such a powerful verse. This is what it says in Proverbs 28 20. It says a faithful man... Shall abound with what class? With blessings. That means when I am faithful, I can expect blessings. So watch this. I want you to write this down. In order to reap consistent blessings, I must sow consistent faithfulness. I want you to write that down. In order to reap consistent blessings. Because remember, the Bible just told us 
that the faithful man is the one who abounds with blessings. Therefore, I can control my blessings by my level of faithfulness. So I want you to write it down. In order to reap consistent blessings, I must sow consistent seeds of faithfulness. Amen. We define faithful as, the, as meaning stability, steady, set in office, and also consistent. Everybody say consistent. I got a testimony this week from uh, a family who has been exceedingly faithful here at our church. And uh, last year, their family as a whole experienced uh, some industry changes and, and issues. And they didn't make half the money that they made the year before. But you know what was interesting about their situation? They gave more last year than they did the previous year. Now, how do you make less money but gave more than what you gave? But then I wasn't surprised to get an email this week that said, Pastor, we just got a raise that increased our annual income by $14,000. That's over $1,000 a month extra that they have. Touch your neighbor say, neighbor, I wouldn't mind having a $1,000 blessing. And look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to get a 14000 No, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But see, once you are in position as a faithful servant, you can now put some pressure on God when hard times come. Amen. Commandment number two was faithfulness takes us to new levels where our skill set, our experience, or even our education may not have taken us. In other words, faithfulness is the key to our, uh, our increase and our promotion, not our jobs and not our companies. Amen. Commandment number three was faithfulness entitles us to the wealth of the sinner or the wealth of the unfaithful without us having to work hard or to work at all for it. Amen. In other words, faithfulness takes us to the top. Unfaithfulness takes us to the bottom. Commandment number four was faithfulness promotes us while unfaithfulness demotes us. And then commandment number five was Faithfulness is required for every steward. In other words, God expects every believer, every Christian, every child of God to be faithful over that which he's given us. And when we are faithful over that, he gives us more to manage. Amen to that. And then commandment number six was unlike working, which helps us maintain our bills. Faithfulness positions us for financial independence and entrepreneurship. You can work and not be faithful, but you cannot be faithful without working. And that's why you do whatever you do as unto the Lord. Now, commandment number seven is where we're going to pick up at this morning. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Psalm 31. Psalm 31. I'm excited about this commandment because I watched this commandment work in my life. Amen. Psalm 31. And here's the commandment. If you can write and turn at the same time. If you can't, you can just get the CD, which I recommend anyway. If you notice, I summarize all the, all the commandments right there. So you can just have one CD and hear everything. Amen. Uh, commandment number seven. Thou shalt remember that faithfulness provides me with supernatural protection by God. I'm going to say that again. Faithfulness provides me with supernatural protection By God. In Psalm 31, are you there? Say, I'm there. Look in verse 23. Watch what this is, man. I I, I just love this scripture. He says, oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord does what? Come on, class. He does what? He what? He preserves who? 
He preserves the faithful and plentifully rewards the proud doer. He says here, the Lord preserves the faithful. That word preserve there means to guard, to protect, and to maintain. So what it's saying here is that those who love the Lord, the Lord will protect you. He will guard you and he will maintain you. And there are some times that man's protection won't help you. I remember years ago, say years ago, say years ago, years ago, I was serving at a church and, 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 and some members who got mad at the pastor had the nerve to try to sue me. Can you imagine that? I'm just ministering, being a minister at the church, but they upset with him. They want to sue me. Well, what do I have to do with that? Nothing. And so I didn't freak out like most people do because when you know you have been faithful, you can now count on God to have your back. And I said, Lord, you preserve the faithful. I've been faithful to you. I've been faithful to my assignment. And you know what I did? I just put that, I put, I, you know, I didn't lose any sleep. And not only did God protect me and my wife from that, he protected a whole host of others as well. You know why? Because God is watching. In fact, turn your Bibles quickly to, uh, to Psalm 5. Psalm 5. Let me show you this again. Psalm 5. God is looking to bless those who are faithful. He's looking to protect us. He's looking to help us. His eyes run to and fro to see what he can do to bless us. Psalm chapter 5. Look in verse 12. Are you there? Say, I'm there. It says, for you, Lord, you will bless who? You will bless the righteous and then with favor, you're going to compass or surround them like a shield. When you have favor working in your life, favor will come and surround you and protect you that not even the devil can touch you. You know, most people are scared of the devil. I'm not scared of the devil. You know why? Because I'm surrounded with favor. And when you're surrounded with favor, the Bible says God's eyes are on the favor and he is preserving me. So don't be walking around trying to find, uh, you know, most of y'all, prof, y'all, y'all, y'all testify too much about the devil. The devil doing this and he doing that and he's doing this and he's working in this person. He's working in this person. He all on my job. She is Mrs. Devil. I mean, she is married to Satan. I mean, she is Satan's granddaughter. I just see y'all talking about those people. When are you going to give glory to God? When are you going to lift his name up? The Bible says the name of Jesus is above every name. So it don't matter what they're doing. All I have to do is stay consistent in my confession. Now, the amplified version of Psalm 512 says this. He says, for you, Lord, will bless the uncompromisingly righteous. Him who is upright and right standing with you as with a shield. Listen, God will protect and he will bless the uncompromisingly righteous. Don't lie on that application. If you don't have a degree, don't put on there that you do. Because he, listen, if the job is yours, all it takes is your faith to get it. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to lie. Listen, if you lie to get it, you're going to have to live a lie to keep it. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know who he's talking to, but early this morning, he's talking to somebody. You ain't got to lie. Well, but pastor, the position requires a, 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 a degree. Well, your last one did too, and you didn't have one. It goes on to say, 
that the Lord, as a shield, you will surround him with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. The NIV version, I like, says also, For surely, O Lord, you will bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. In other words, I want you to see that God protects those who are faithful. And you can expect his protection. I remember my pastor, this just happened to him the latter part of last year. He has a couple of private jets that their church own because his assignment, of, of course, is to preach to the body of Christ. And he was, I think it was 31,000 square, uh, 31,000 feet in the air, however how they were. And they just fly like normal. And then all of a sudden the electricity on the plane goes out. So they go up to the cockpit. His daughter goes to the cockpit and uh, knocks on the door and, and opens the door and asks the pilot what's going on. And then when she asks that question, all the engines and everything shut off in the plane. Basically, the plane is dead. And then they guess what happens. What happens when the plane starts dying? You're going to start nosediving. And they start nosediving. And the bishop got up and began to declare, it was about seven people on the plane. He began to declare his faithfulness to God and his, watch this, his power over the adversary. And he declared it and he decreed it and he pled the blood of Jesus over that plane. And, you know, and they went down real far. See, most people would be saying their prayers, Lord, please accept me into heaven. I'm sorry for cussing my husband out last night. I'm sorry for putting anthrax in my boss's juice. (laughs) I'm just joking. I hope y'all ain't doing that. He didn't do that because he is faithful to the Lord. And you know what? All of a sudden, the engines came back on and the electricity came back on. And when they landed that plane, they could not find a thing wrong with it. How many know he got rid of it anyway? Praise the Lord. Commandment number seven, faithfulness provides me with supernatural protection by God. Amen. Here's commandment number eight. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. And here is the commandment. Faithfulness. Oh, I like this one. Faithfulness opens the door for God to put in me my calling. You know what? I'm going to re-say this this way. Faithfulness opens the door for God to put me in my calling and my purpose in life. I'm going to say that again. Faithfulness opens the door for God to put me in my purpose and my calling in life. Many people are searching for their calling. They, they want to know what God has for them. They want to know what God has called them to do. And I can tell you the solution to that answer is faithfulness. Let me show you what I mean. First Timothy chapter 1. Are you there? Look in verse 12. This was Paul talking. He says, and I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, because he has enabled me for that he, Jesus, counted me what class? Come on, say it again. He has counted me faithful. And because he counted me faithful, he put me into the ministry. God will put you in your ministry when you are faithful to him. God will put you in your purpose when you are faithful to him. Many people want things from God, but guess what? They're not giving nothing to God. My question to you is, when was the last thing other than your money that you gave to God? Amen. My wife and I, we are are, uh, recipients of this promise because we have been faithful for years over many different churches. 
And because we were faithful over those, God called, listen, notice Paul said Jesus counted him faithful. See, because man may not want to help you. And you see, when God's called you to do something, you don't necessarily need man's help. You just need God's help. And God will send you help. Amen. And the Bible says, Jesus, uh, uh, Paul said, Jesus counted him faithful, putting him into the ministry. So if you really want to know your purpose or you want to dive into it, be faithful to God. You know, it's hard for God to speak to a person who's in and out. You know, when I say in and out, I mean in constant communion with God. You can't live a life of total sin one day and then the next day just feel like you're just going to hear God just like that. Let me tell you why. Even though God can speak to you and will speak to you after you've done all that, your conscience will block you from hearing God. See, the Bible says that we have this confidence towards God that, that, that even our conscience in, in, the, in, the, in the first John, it says that, that your conscience can keep you from hearing what God wants to say to you. But see, God is bigger than our conscience. But see, I'd rather have my conscience together and hear from God than to have to rely on the blood alone instead of my actions too. What do you mean by that? Well, you just got over here and you... You know, God didn't deliver you from smoking weed and you were around one of your weed smoking friends and you ain't smoked weed in a long time. And here it is, that temptation to smoke that weed because, you know, temptation is real. And that smell hit you. You start getting the, the highs and start scratching going on. They go, what's wrong with you? Oh, nothing. The Lord is still good. Praise the Lord. And then they... Hey, you want to hit this? And, and now, next thing you know, you, you in your prayer closet asking the Lord, Lord, forgive me. Well, if you hadn't have been around that person, you would have never got tempted. Amen. Amen. All right. So commandment number eight is that God will put you in your calling and, and in your ministry when you're faithful. Commandment number nine. Go to Hebrews chapter three. Hebrews chapter three and Numbers chapter 12. So I want you to find two scriptures. Hebrews chapter three. And then Numbers chapter 12. We're going to use Hebrews 3 first. Hebrews 3 and then Numbers chapter 12. Here is the commandment number 9. Thou shalt remember that faithfulness positions us to hear the voice of God. I'm going to say that again. Thou shalt remember that faithfulness positions us to hear the voice of God. When you are faithful to God, you will consistently hear his voice talking to you. And that's why I say, remain faithful, be faithful, stay faithful, regardless of everybody else. You be faithful because God's voice is dependent on you staying faithful with him. Let me show you what I mean. Look at Hebrews chapter 3, look at verse 5. It says, and Moses was verily faithful in all his house. He was faithful as a servant for a testimony of things which were to be spoken of. So this was talking about Moses. And it says about Moses that Moses was a faithful man. Well, let's now look at Numbers. Let's see Moses in action. Go to Numbers chapter 12. Numbers 12, that's in the Old Testament. In fact, that's the uh, third book in the Bible, Numbers 12. Numbers chapter 12, let's write down verse number 7 if you're taking notes. Watch this now. Numbers 12, 7. I'm going to actually read uh, verse 6. It says, And he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make my, myself known to him, that prophet, and I'm going to make known to him in a vision, and I will speak to him in a dream. 
I take that too. I mean, if the Lord want to speak to me in a vision or a dream, how many know I'll take that? But then look what he said about Moses. He says, my servant Moses is not so. Because he is faithful in all of my house. Notice whose house Moses was faithful to. Whose house was faithful Moses to? uh, Moses faithful to. He was faithful to God's house. And it goes on to say, God says, with him will I speak to him. What? Mouth to mouth. In other words, Moses was so faithful to God's stuff. God said, I can't talk to him in a dream. I just can't talk to him in a vision. I got to talk to him mouth to mouth because he's been faithful to me. And if God did it for Moses, he would do it for us. When you are faithful to God, God will speak to you mouth to mouth. Listen, he might use me to speak to you. But listen, when you need direction, God will talk to you when you need it. But many people are not faithful enough to God for him to even speak to him mouth to mouth. See, listen, some, God gives special instructions in life. And when you're faithful to him, you'll hear those special instructions because those special instructions are what you need to get to the next level sometimes. Amen. Listen, when we started the church, the Lord told me not to, go, not to get a job. He told me not to get a job. He told my wife not to get a job. And you know what? We just didn't see how you could start a church and not be working at the same time. So how many know we went to look for a job? We went and looked for a job. And how many know we did not get a job? As qualified as I was and she was, we couldn't get a job for nothing. And I mean, we went to job fairs and we, I mean, I don't know how many resumes I sent out. I didn't even get back a letter of, we don't even want your resume. He said, well, you can do it your way. You can do it my way. Which one you want to do it? But the instructions I got were directly from God. Amen. So, uh, this, this happened to me not too long ago. Uh, you can write this down. When you are faithful and obedient to the voice of God, God increases him speaking to you. I'm going to say that again. When you are faithful and obedient to the voice of God, then God will increase him speaking to you. See, God ain't going to waste his breath on people who ain't going to listen. Uh, 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 not too long ago, the Lord spoke to me and told me to call somebody and tell them something. And I didn't want to call them and tell them. I'm just being honest. I didn't want to call them and tell them. I felt they wasn't going to listen. And I don't want to waste my breath on somebody that ain't going to listen to me. And so I said, I ain't telling them. And so I was looking specifically for an answer on something. It was a couple of things I was waiting on God to speak to me on, and he wasn't speaking to me on them. And, and finally, I was like, Lord, what's going on now? Uh, it's been a couple of days. I'm waiting to hear, hear this from you. And he said, I'm not telling you. I was like, wait, 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 time out. Eh, what's the problem? He said, well, you didn't tell the other person what I wanted you to tell them, so I ain't telling you what I need to tell you. I said, wait a minute, hold up. What them got to do with me? He said, here is why. You are reaping what you're sowing. He said, if you sow disobedience to not say it, then you reap me not having to say it. I didn't know I called that person. And I don't know what, it, what, and they received it too. That's what was amazing. They received it. And then right after I, I told them, the Lord spoke to me and gave me the direction I needed. In other words, obey what you know. And then you can go. 
Just obey what you know. See, forget it. Well, I want to know about this. I want about the, I want to know about the rapture. What about the horses? What about the green horse? What the red horse mean? I don't know what all those horses mean. But I do know what, <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. The little, listen, whatever you know to do, do that. God ain't going to hold you accountable for those horses if you don't know what those horses mean. <laughs> but he's going to hold you accountable for not cussing. Are y'all with me? All right. Commandment number 10. Turn to the book of James. James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Here's the point. Thou shalt remember, being faithful to God causes God to be faithful to you. Now this one right here, uh, I ended on this one, but this ain't the bonus one. Being faithful to God causes God to be faithful to me. People don't understand. And let me show you this. Uh, uh, James chapter 4. Verse 8, James chapter 4, verse 8. It says this, draw close to God. And what will happen? God will draw close to who? Notice what it didn't say. It didn't say God will draw close to you first and then you draw close to him second. It doesn't work like that because God is not going to invade anybody's space. So he gives us now the first faith step. He says, you draw close first, and I'll draw close second. In other words, you be faithful first, and I'll be faithful second. Now, the thing about it is God's going to love us, and he's going to do that anyway. But there are certain levels in life you won't get to if, you don't, if you're just waiting on God to do it. And now a lot of believers, and you can write this down, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow is what he's going to reap. So whatever we sow to God is what we're going to get back to God. If we don't sow any faithfulness, God, God is not by principle required to be faithful to us. See, what we do, we rely on his grace only. And you know what? The thing about grace is wonderful. But see, I don't know where grace stops. Oh, his grace is sufficient. Right, do we see that grace may abound? No, nope, God forbid. But I don't know when the grace going to run out. So you know what? I ain't going to wait for it to run out. What I'm going to do is just be faithful. And when the grace, when I need it, hey, I know that grace is there because I ain't ran it out. Amen. Amen. All right. Here's your bonus commandment, commandment number 11. So if they ever wrote a movie called The Eleven Commandments, you know they got it from me. <laughs> Go to John 15. John 15. Quickly, quickly, quickly. John 15. John 15. Faithfulness to produce fruit for God. Causes unlimited asking status from God. I'm going to say that again. Faithfulness to produce fruit for God. Causes unlimited asking status from God. I'll show you what I mean. Some of you all know where I'm going. John 15, look at verse 16. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth what class? He said, I, I'm, I'm ordaining you. I'm sending you to, to produce some fruit. And then he says, he wants your fruit to remain. And when that happens, he says, whatsoever you shall what? Ask. Ask who? Ask the Father in my name what's going to happen. He may give it to you. So when I'm faithful to produce fruit for the kingdom, Jesus said, I have asking status with God. And as long as I'm producing fruit and I have unlimited fruit production, then I have unlimited 
asking status with God. Now, let me show you this. Go over now to Psalm 92. Go to Psalm 92 quickly. Psalm 92. Psalm 92. And if you're taking notes, you can write down verse 13. Psalm 92, 13. This is what it says. If you're there, say, I'm there. If you need me to wait, say, wait. All right, I'm going to wait on a couple of you all here. Psalm 92, look in verse 13. I know what it says by heart. It says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So listen, I want you to see something. Jesus told us that if we're faithful in producing fruit, we have the power to ask God and whatever we ask, he will give it to us. Now, before you write this down, if we're faithful to produce fruit, we must be faithful to stay planted. I'm going to say that again. Remember now, he said we must produce fruit. So faithful fruit production equals unlimited asking status with God. So you need to write down that when I am fruitful or being, let me, let me just say it like I wrote it. If we're faithful to produce fruit, we must be faithful to stay planted. In other words, a seed that is Plucked up consistently cannot produce fruit. In Psalm 92, 13, it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. So you just can't jump from church to church and think you're going to produce some fruit. And that's why the devil, but the devil will use people to try to get them up out of church. You know why? Because in order for you to produce fruit consistently, you got to stay in the ground consistently. Amen to that? All right. Write this down as a take-home statement and then we're closing. Write this down. Every seed must be planted before any harvest is to be expected. Every seed must be planted before any harvest must be expected. Now you say, well, pastor, how do I know that fruit production, what is that? Go over to Colossians and we'll close with this one. Go to Colossians. I'm doing real good with my time here. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Let me show you this because, see, some of y'all have started being faithful unto yourselves and unto your church. And I'm trying to get you to stop doing that and be faithful to the God. In other words, you're going to be faithful. You're faithful to usher. You're faithful to set up. You're faithful to break down. You're faithful to do all that. And I'm saying that's wonderful. But make sure that your, your reward and your, your consciousness in doing it is towards God and that your expectations is producing fruit. Because in producing fruit, you have asking status. Watching Colossians, where I tell you to go. Chapter 1, look in verse 9. Watch what it says here. It says in verse 9 and 10, he says that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful. Being fruitful, being fruitful, how? Colossians 1.10. Are y'all there? Huh? I'm reading 1.10. Oh, y'all at 1.9. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, all right. Now, I'll read 9 just because y'all was there. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful how? In how? In every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So how do we produce fruit? Come on, class. One more time. We produce fruit. While we produce works. Amen. Let's look at one more. Go to Titus. I'm going to cheat. Go to Titus. Go to Titus. Let me show you one more. One more. One more. I got 31 seconds. Praise the Lord. I got to use this 31 seconds to my advantage. Go to Titus. That is after the book of first, I mean, second Timothy. Go to Titus chapter three. Titus chapter three. 
And then we're looking at uh, verse 13, Titus 3.13. Watch what it says here. He says, bring Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently, nothing, that nothing wanting be unto them. Verse 14. And let ours also learn to maintain good works. Why? So they not be unfruitful. So to produce fruit means to produce some works. To produce works means to be doing something. And when we're faithful in doing what God wants us to do. And you can't do that unless you're in a local church. And that's why we're pushing you to do something. And if we are faithful to God, guess what's going to happen to us? The Bible says the faithful man abounds with blessings. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap if you would this morning. You may be here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible says if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So salvation is basically one decision away. And if you're here today and you.